the difference between a hot fatty or a fat hottie coming up on the anti-woke podcast and yes i'm talking about men so this segment is going to have some pornography talk so if that doesn't sound good to you skip it but i was listening to npr this morning like i do every morning or at least nowadays and they're talking about how trump was saying the election was stolen and then he was fundraising off of that i don't know i guess back in 2020 and so npr like they're uh you know, they're kind of a news organization. I mean, they used to be a great, wonderful news organization, you know, 10 years ago. But now they're kind of a news organization. So, you know, if you listen to them, you will kind of know what you'll kind of know what's going on in the world. But they're also a propaganda outlet, you know, trying to trying to get you to think what they want you to think. But here we go. They're also kind of jerk off instructions for people with Trump derangement syndrome. And so, you know, if you go to like a porn site, I don't know, I think the biggest, I think the most popular one is xvideos.com. And they got a bunch of acronyms. Uh, I mean, how do I know any of this? Uh, A little birdie told me. I've never watched any porn in my life. But they got acronyms. I think like maybe one of the most famous ones is BBW, which is, I think it's Big Beautiful Woman. So, you know, if you want a fatty, uh, type in BBW. All right, that makes me think of a story. I gotta digress here for a second, but uh, I was building a Walmart one time, and mostly when you build a Walmart, like you know, it's, it's just you and other construction workers there, and like you're, you're not, you, you don't talk to any people who work for Walmart itself. But even once the Walmart's kind of up and running, there's a, there's still a few things you have to do. Um, sorry, I saw that California ground squirrel, but now it's gone. Um, so anyways, one day I had to go back to this Walmart uh, to set, set up their vending machines. This is something you have to do after the building is complete. And the Walmart wasn't open, but they did have employees there. I think they were kind of like stocking the shelves or something. Yeah, they're like stocking the shelves or something, getting ready for opening day. And like right when you walked in, there was a table. There was some Walmart employee at the table, and they would, I don't know, you had to tell them your name and why you were there. You know, it was like... Uh, they only let in qualified personnel who had a reason to be there, or you know, or maybe they could tell you where to go, you know, if you need to talk to the manager. But in any case, so this woman who was, you know, I was like, oh, I'm here to do the vending machine. She's like, fine. But this woman who was running this desk, uh, whatever, she was cute. And as far as the interaction between me and this young woman goes, that was the end of it. But then I think, like, that weekend or something, I was at a party drinking some beers, and I was talking to a friend, and I was telling him about how I had to talk to this cute girl to, whatever, do some vending machine work. And so I was, I was telling the story, I mean, it's a short story, but I was telling the story, and, and this girl, she was cute, but she was also uh, overweight. And when I say girl, I mean, I mean, she might have been 30, who knows. But so I was telling my buddy how I had this small interaction with this Walmart employee. And I was like, well, yeah, I had to give my name to this hot fatty. And then I was like, wait, or was it a fat hottie? And obviously, yes, this was racist against women. It was racist against uh, overweight people. But I have since thought about that phrase many times. Like, what is the difference between a hot fatty and a fat hottie? And, you know, this is linguist, linguistic stuff that 
you know, I don't really know much about, but I, th I think the difference is that the first word is the more important word. Like when you put two words together like that, at least in this case, um, the first word is the more important one. So I think like a hot fatty, like most importantly, she's hot, but she's also overweight. Whereas a fat hottie, I think basically it's just not quite, you know, they're not quite as hot. They're, they're, the overweight thing is more important in comparison uh, than when you say it the other way around. I mean, basically, you, dear listener, can decide, or better yet, probably never think of this again. But, you know, like, a man can be a hottie, for sure. And I just feel like, you know, I'm kind of fat. I feel if, if you know, if some woman was going to describe me, I think I'd rather have her call me a hot fatty than a fat hottie. I don't know. There's a difference. It's funny, right? It's just the same two words, and you're just flipping back and forth. But there's a difference between a hot fatty and a fat hottie. And, uh, anyway, something I think about sometimes... Alright, so back to what I was talking about. So yeah, if you want a overweight woman on a porn site, uh, you type in BBW, or that's one of the things. There's probably many. There's probably many ways to slice overweight women on porn sites, but that's the one I've heard of. And I just thought of another one, MILF. I think may maybe the most famous one. I think this comes from porn sites. I don't even know. Is MILF? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you heard of it. But there's a less famous acronym, and it's JOI, and it stands for Jerk Off Instructions. And like I said, I don't watch porn, but I think, you know, the only, the only reason I really know of the JOI is because, whatever, if I did like porn, that would be one of the ones that I would avoid. So anyway, you just see JOI and you avoid it. But anyways, what it's like is like maybe there'll be a woman talking to the camera and she'll, I don't know, she'll be undressing. I, mean, I don't, I really don't know. I don't watch this stuff. But anyways, she'll be like undressing and as she's undressing, she'll be giving the camera you know which is you know the man basically a man a man at home with his hands full she'll be giving him instructions she'll be like oh baby you know do, you know do you want me to show you my breasts oh baby you, you love my breasts don't you you know uh stroke it stroke it harder but so anyways so that's that's what joi is on internet porn jerk off instructions and so i'm listening to npr they're talking about trump and fundraising and they're just, they're saying the word lie over and over. Like, you know, and like in the 60s or something with like Walter Cronkite, you know, back when America actually trusted their news media, the most trusted guy was a TV nightly whatever named Walter Cronkite, and he would just give you the facts. And if there was some fact that you needed to know for context for the rest of the story, well, then he'd give you that fact at the beginning. And then, you know, whatever, you, you knew what you knew what was going on. And so, if, you know, if NPR was trying to do it straight down the middle like Walter Cronkite, then at the beginning of their segment, they'd be like, uh, you know, Trump said the election was stolen, but that was a lie because the election was not stolen. And then they'd tell you the rest of the story. But instead, they were like, they're, they're trying to fit the word lie in as many times as possible. They'd be like... Trump lied on his fundraising, and then he went here and did some lying. I mean, whatever. It's just they're doing. They're saying the word lie. They love the word lie. If they talk about Trump, they love the word lie. And so I would say maybe four times a minute they find a way to fit in the word lie. You know, lies, liar, lie. And obviously, it's not. It's not like I said. There's three things that NPR does. The first one is to inform. So they're not saying the word lie over and over and over and over 
to inform you because they could just tell you at the tell you once at the beginning. Now they are kind of doing it as propaganda. They want you to think, whatever. They want your brain to have the opinions that they put into it. So they're kind of doing it for that. But they're saying the word more. They're saying the word so freaking much. It's more than even just propaganda and trying to make people think what they want you to think. Basically, they know. They know. Everyone knows. Everyone agrees. I mean, not necessarily me, but the the listeners of NPR and the people who make NPR, they all agree that Trump is a liar. And so you're not even trying to do propaganda anymore. You know, like the idea that you're going to convince someone that Trump is a liar, who's already convinced of that, well, that ship has sailed. They're already convinced. And so the only thing left is it's just, it's just, a, it's like a political version of jerk-off instructions. It's like instead of, oh, baby, you want me to, you want me to take off my shirt, don't you? It's like, oh, baby, Trump, he lied. And oh, baby, he did another rally and he lied there too. And then he sent out fundraising letters and he lied. He put in uh, several lies in those fundraising letters. Ooh, baby, lie. And it just gives me like an image kind of of the, the NPR listener. You know, I mean, a lot of people with Trump derangement syndrome are women, but basically we're, we're going to use man, man, a man as the example. But it's like, you know, there's just this man, and it's just like, it's not his real penis, it's a mental penis. He has a mental Trump derangement syndrome penis in his head, and he's listening to NPR, and he's like, Oh, lies. And he's just, he's stroking that penis. He's like, oh, lie. Say it again. Say the word lie. I love the word lie. He strokes it and strokes it. And just, he gets into this, into the segment. He's like, oh, oh, baby, he lied. Let's listen to a few of these lies. Committees show that the former president didn't just lie about winning the 2020 election. He then told his campaign donors that he needed money to defend the lie in court. Not only was there the big lie, there was the big ripoff. That to have raised a quarter of a billion dollars from his supporters off his election lies. Like small donors as he pressed these election lies at the time in questions in there. But let's pivot for a second because yesterday we also learned a lot more about how Trump aides were trying to convince him to stop lying about the election. What emerged? Any dispute. In the end, Trump did falsely claim that victory. That victory. Former Attorney General Bill Barr said he met with Trump on three separate occasions to lay out how the Justice Department found no evidence of widespread election fraud. And in the final meeting, Barr said Trump made baseless claims that ballots were being manipulated. The House committee is alleging that Donald Trump used the big lie to take money from his supporters. Small Twitter handle at Anti-Woke Podcast. And thanks for listening.